President Pop-Pop is a lame duck after just one year. The Senate takes center stage thanks to Senators Cotton and Cinema. Fight night. Paul versus Fauci. Yet again. And a huge victory for freedom as the employer vax mandate is dead. All this and more tonight on Embers of Liberty. Great people has been moved to defend a great nation. This great Terrorist nation attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. In the council of the government, steel, we must guard against the activation of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Inherently and historically, oppose the secret society. We, as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in we the past long ago to do whatever needs to be done and unwarranted to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom in this present crisis government is not the solution to our problem government is the problem Welcome back to Embers of Liberty, where it wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't have some stupid technical difficulty right before the show started. Every time. Every single time. So. Yeah. It's just another day at the office. It's, it's literally another day at the office. And, uh. I feel like we're I mean, dark. I'm here. Is it, does it look dark to y'all? No, it doesn't. Actually. No, it's just it my looks, phone screen. It was perfectly fine to me. So, we've got Cody back this week. Woohoo! He's here. Back. Rona free. Without the Ronas. Glad you didn't die. Me too. That would have been uh, detrimental to the show. It would have been pretty heartbreaking. As your friends. All my fans would have been mad. Motherfucker, you don't have fans. That's not true. How many viewers did y'all have last week? I wasn't Uh, here sharing. I don't know. You're sharing it even when you're not here. I was too busy dying. Well, <laughs> or not, or trying not to die anyway. Yeah, that's that a one. fair point. Try harder, death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Uh-huh. On, a, on another <laughs> like, note, I don't know, Cody, you running out of nine lives over there. <laughs> on a, on a more serious <laughs> note, I did. I know like eight people that have COVID right now. Dude, my dad tested positive. Uh, our friend down the street tested positive. Mm-hmm. One of my wife's friends tested positive. Half of my workplace is out with COVID. My sister-in-law and my brother. My sister-in-law tested positive. My brother, he just assumed he had it because he felt the same way. Well, yeah, he most likely has. Yeah. They live together, don't they? No, but they, no. they stay together oh, okay. a lot. Well, she's no. no, she's in Texas right now. She goes to school in Texas. The hell? Yeah, she goes to, she's trying to be a, uh, 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 I don't know the technical name for it, but Works. basically an anesthesiologist. But I don't know, like, it, it was, it, there's another nurse technical nurses. name. A nur- nurse, nurse anesthetist? Yes, I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Anesthesiologist okay. for yeah. a nurse. Yeah. Like, it's not, I think it's above an anesthesiologist. Whatever. Anyway, so, um, 
How was your week, Joe? Uh, it was good. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like I can't remember much of my week. <laughs> Man, and it's not it was, super it was pretty important. busy. It was short and short and alcohol do that to you. It was pretty better. busy. Have oh, I started C C R N A. That's what she wanted. She's wanted to be, but uh, uh, started school this week again. Spring semester. My books are going to be like six hundred bucks. Fuck that shit. Well, see, the fun part about that is they told us that, that our department is probably the cheapest on campus, or one of the cheaper ones on campus. They said that like some of the other departments, like they're like he was he asked and he was like, "How much are y'all's books this semester?" And he's like, "Oh, they're about a thousand bucks." I'm like, "Oh god, that's fucking ridiculous." And you know, the only reason that they're that expensive because the federal government backs yeah. all of this shit. Yep. Yep. Fucking ridiculous. Cody, how was your week? Fantastic. I got away from COVID. So I didn't die. I uh, got some time away from work, which unfortunately means I didn't make any money because they don't pay me to be out on COVID. Well, leave. correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Then, uh, then I'm here and everything was going real smooth until Joe broke it. Yeah. Except for you had to make the comment. Because I knew something else was going to break, so y'all I know, didn't say it. Y'all know when police get mad, like when they're like, oh, it's a quiet night out there. Like They get really pissed off. See, around here, it's like, oh, things are going pretty good. It's probably something's probably going to break. That's what you don't say. That's what you don't no, say. No, no, no. That's exactly what you no. don't say. What, you, what I shouldn't have said was, hey, everything's going smooth. It's going to be a perfect night. I was like, hey, man, things are going really good. Something's going to break. Have we checked everything? And y'all were like, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, Only it wasn't. Was it? It wasn't great. We, That's we did, exactly we did, the way it was. They didn't check time. everything. They didn't. Did, nobody checked the mics and headsets. Well, no, we checked the mics. It was headsets. It was the soundboard that we yeah, didn't yeah. check. Yeah, because I forgot to check that because somebody didn't charge it. Correct. <laughs> New right. year, Blackman. new me. Smell like failure. Blackman, how was your week? I was pretty good. Um, I spent most of my week extremely sore. Because you're trying to not be fat. I'm trying to not be a disgusting fat ass. Uh, the number on the scale was not very kind. So I decided that it was time to make a change. And yeah, so I've been working out uh, every day except for Sundays. Sundays are my rest days. Uh, went pretty hard on it today, so my legs should be nice and sore tomorrow. Uh, and yeah. But other than that, it was a pretty good week. Oh, good. You know, went to work, got my performance review at work. It was fine. Didn't smell like failure? No, it didn't, actually. Good. Good. So, um, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, with that, weeks are covered. In typical Embers of Liberty fashion, let's talk freedom things. I was on the wrong page on the soundboard. So it happens. It's just Chris holds one of those nights, man. Hulk says good evening. Uh, good evening, Chris. Glad you could join us. Uh, anyway, so let's uh let's get right into it. Yeah, I was hearing it. I was like, I hear a child. <laughs> let's get right into this. So between voting rights, the filibuster. And his medicine wearing off, Joe Biden is a lame duck. I feel like that's a uh, 
kind way of putting it. <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is that he is literally a lame duck president in his first year of office with a Democratic majority in the House and the Senate. This is unheard of. Typically, a president doesn't become a lame duck until after their second year when the houses tend to flip, right? So now... Yeah, we haven't even got to midterms yet. No, uh-uh, that's this year. But make no mistake, the Democrats are doing everything they can to make sure that Republicans and independents never win another election. Oh, yeah. The unfortunate oh, yeah. part for them for sure. is that it's not going to work. Now, Cody, if you'll go to the first video in the playlist, um, it is President Pop Pop. And uh, we'll just have to see what this motherfucker has to say. Because it ain't good. Uh, were you full Straight screen, right? into it, man. This this is how I like things to go. We're gonna get some stuff done, and then we're gonna have fun at the end of the night. It's not just here in Georgia. Last year alone, 19 states, not proposed, but enacted 34 laws attacking voting rights. There were not nearly true. 400 additional bills. Republican members of state legislatures tried to pass. And now, Republican legislators in several states have already announced plans to escalate the onslaught this year. It's about making it harder to vote. It's about no, it's who not. gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. The goal of the former president and his allies is to disenfranchise anyone who votes against them. Simple as that. The facts won't matter. Your vote won't matter. They'll just decide what they want and then do it. How long is this video? It's not I've been long. having these quiet conversations again. with the members of Congress for the last two months. I'm tired of being quiet. Yes, Grandpa, yell at the sky. Not a single Republican has displayed the courage to stand up to a defeated president to protect America's right to vote. Not one. Not one. Today, I'm making it clear, to protect our democracy, I support changing the Senate rules. Whichever way they need to be changed to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on voting rights. <coughs> when it comes to protecting majority rule in America, the majority should rule in the United States Senate. The next few days, when these bills come to a vote, will mark a turning point in this nation's history. Will we choose democracy over autocracy, light over shadows, justice over injustice? I know where I stand. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote, our democracy against all enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic. And the question is, where will the institution of the United States Senate stand? Is Facebook going to fact-check that? What? Is Facebook going to fact-check that? No. 
because because fact, Facebook's fact checks are just opinion pieces. Now, let's uh, let's not forget that the voting legislation in Georgia, where he's speaking about restrictive voter legislation, is less strict than in his home state of Delaware. It is easier to vote early in Georgia than it is in Delaware. It is easier to vote, period, in Georgia than it is in Delaware. But you don't hear him speaking in Delaware about voter rights. You hear him speaking in Georgia. Because Georgia wants to make sure that only people who are allowed to vote get to vote. Unlike Democrat states like New York, where in New York City, as long as you've been there for 30 days, you're allowed to vote. Yeah. Whether you're an illegal alien or an American citizen. Yeah, which saw where is complete bullshit. Yeah, I saw where they were wanting to pass it to where, yeah, like, more states are wanting to pass it, I guess. Or somebody was wanting to pass it to where, like, yeah, it's, like it's if Democrat you're not a citizen, states. you can still vote. You know, it, it, it makes no sense as to, to why, why they're doing that. To dumb. To dumb. It's the to, to dumb. dumb. It is to dumb. It's to dumb. To dumbs. To dumbs. Dumbs. With a Z. Yes. So, you couple this with, also earlier in his speech, because that's only a two minute snippet of his speech. And when he said count the vote, they edited it out. Because he said, count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. First off, our elected officials should not be talking at us. They should be talking to us. Right? Right. So, this man, every time he speaks, he decides he wants to get up there and yell and try to be dramatic. Nobody buys it, dude. The... Your approval rating sank to 33% this week. 33. Wow. You have tanked. Okay? Only 32% of white voters approve of Joe Biden's performance. Something like 27% of black voters disapprove. Um, Hispanic voters, it's kind of like a 50-50 split, I think. I can't remember the stats. I looked at it earlier, but I, just, I can't remember for the life of me, and I'm not going to look it up because I really don't care. The fact of the matter is he's doing a shit job as president. Oh, by the way, it is officially a law in New York. Like No, I know. Yeah. That's what I said. In New York, it's officially a law. They didn't object to the passage at all. You had states last year that violated their state constitutions to change voting laws to make this mail-in voting stuff. Like, you can't subvert the rule of law just because you want something, right? You have to go through the judicial, through, through the legislative process, just like anything else. You can't just say, well, we don't like this, so we're just going to fucking change it. That's not how it works. Right. The American system of government was designed to create gridlock. It was designed so that nothing would be easy to get passed. There's a 60-vote threshold in the Senate for a reason, and it is because majority rule is a bad idea. 
you need a super majority, two thirds, right? Right. And 60 votes isn't even really two thirds, but it's close enough. But like, you don't want, say if you have just in, in any situation, really, say you have a hundred people voting and you have 51 people vote one way and 49 vote another way. That's not going to still not going to be a good day. No, you should not be able to pass on such a narrow margin. In order to get things done, you should have to have bipartisan support. You should have to have two-thirds. Period. In the House, it works completely different. In the House, it is majority rule, and that's fine. Because bills have to go through the House and the Senate. They can't just go through one or the other. This president is legitimately advocating for subversion of the rule of law. Which brings us to the fact that he all, which you know, reminds me that he is also saying that uh, even though the uh, the Supreme Court gave him the middle finger on the vaccine stuff, he's still saying that businesses should basically ignore that. Yes, but at this point, it's the business's choice, and that they have a right to do that, and they have a right to make that decision. Right. But they also run the risk of going out of business because they're forcing their employees right. to do something well, they don't and want. What, and then, too, you force your employees do. to do something and say they are like the low percent that has a negative side effect, and what if they end up in a wheelchair the rest of their life? Then they sue you, and they sue you for so much it bankrupts you, Yep. and then there goes your entire business. So, I mean, it's really simple when you look at it. And the second video, Cody, which I think is already up, mm -hmm. If you go ahead and full screen that, um, is a video from the Senate, and it kind of plays into all of this, right? So, go ahead and play it. Talking. To the representative from Louisiana. Guys. Madam Speaker, just this morning we learned that inflation rose 7% over the past year. It's the highest rate since 1982. He does talk about more than just this. We have empty shelves. We have unfilled jobs due to labor shortages across the country. Schools are shutting down again. Crime is soaring in our cities, and faith in our institutions is in rapid decline. And what are Washington Democrats focused on? They want to blow up the rules of Congress so they can pass their extremist agenda to federalize local elections, legalize ballot harvesting, ban voter ID requirements, fund their own campaigns with precious taxpayer dollars. It is truly unbelievable to the people back home. Chuck Schumer says this is a response to the 2020 election and the state election laws passed in 2021. That's obviously not a true statement because the bill they're peddling was first introduced, oh, in 2019. Joe Biden says it's to stave off the reemergence of a second Jim Crow era in states like Texas and Georgia, which passed election integrity measures this year. But, but that's a ridiculous charge. I mean, literally, it is the opposite of the facts that any person can verify with a single internet search. The truth is Georgia's law is more, has more days of early in-person voting than Joe Biden's own home state of Delaware. The 2020 election saw the highest turnout of voters in 120 years. And according to the Pew Research Center, 94% of Americans agree it is, quote, easy to vote. There is no widespread voter suppression in this country, and everybody knows it. In fact, voter registration disparities between minority and non-minority voters in states like Texas, Florida, North Carolina, Mississippi, Louisiana, are below, listen, the disparities are below the national average and lower than Democrat-run states like New York, California, and Delaware. That's the facts. 
For Democrats, the only problem they're seeking to solve is the problem of how to secure for themselves more votes. Now, we've heard in New York, Democrats recently voted to allow foreign citizens to vote in American elections. You heard it right. Something it's a blatantly unconstitutional scheme that defies the most basic rule of our system. Hey, seventh grade civics, American elections should be decided by American citizens. New York's ridiculous new law has been challenged in court. We don't know what the outcome of that's going to be, but we can all take a stand here tonight to reaffirm to the people of this great nation that their legally cast votes will not be watered down and negated by the ballots of non-citizens. Madam Speaker, if the previous question is defeated, Republicans will amend the rule to provide for consideration of a resolution that acknowledges this simple truth. Allowing illegal immigrants and non-citizens to the right to vote devalues the franchise and diminishes the voting power of United States citizens. We all have an opportunity to go on record right here tonight to make our positions on that issue clear. I urge my colleagues to reaffirm the rights of U.S. citizens and vote no on the previous question. And I yield back. The gentlewoman reserves. The gentleman is recognized. So let me remind everybody, if you vote... Okay. So, that said, it's clear at this point, Democrats care nothing about freedom. All they want is more and more and more control. And they're stopping at literally nothing to get it. This is literally one of the most important fights in our lifetime. It is literally a matter of maintaining our freedom at this point. You can't sit back and just let them do whatever they want. I urge you guys, reach out to your representatives, reach out to your your senators, tell them, do not vote yes on this. Do not allow them to change the rules so that everything is now in their favor. You have to reach out. Whether you agree with the senator or, con- or representative that represents you or not on their politics, whether they're a Republican or Democrat or independent, it doesn't matter. We're libertarians. Personally, tomorrow I am going to reach out to my rep, and both senators. I'm going to send them an email and tell them do not let this happen. Which generally in Alabama like Alabama hates anything that DC does, so Well yeah, and and that's true. <laughs> and and our, our senators and our reps know that. But at the end of the day, the people have to stand up and say, No, this isn't right. We, the people, hold the power. The Constitution of the United States is a limitation on what the government can do. It is not a list of powers that the government has over you. It's a list of powers that we, the people, gave our government. Well, to be fair, Justin, I do believe that we can write, we can message, we can do everything we want all day long. But I do believe that we are seeing the last days of our American Republic. No matter how hard we try. I have a little bit more faith than that. I think that we're seeing the tides turn. And I, I think, think we're seeing I resistance. Honestly, I honestly think that there are more Democrats out there who just don't want to lose their seats over something like, I don't support the filibuster being abolished, right? I think the issue is more... The, 
the division in this country. I think it will. I think it will. It will all depend on where COVID goes. Well, I mean, COVID is over. It but, doesn't matter what anybody says. You can't convince me that COVID is still a threat. It's not. But I mean, on the world stage, where it goes, but, uh, we're not. I'm not talking scientifically. I'm talking like, say, you know, if there's another major variant, like, what if there's a variant that just pops out of nowhere and it like just really starts putting people down? That's the nature of the of the beast. No, I'm 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 not. I I get that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. They're already. That, that's all they got. That's all they got to use against. That's, I mean, it, it literally is. That's yeah, I mean, all they're, got. they're riding the coattails of the pandemic for as long yeah, as they can. Right. To keep that's what I'm saying. But they're losing traction. The they're losing traction. The problem with all of that, though, is that the pandemic is over. It's been over. Well, they for know a it's year. over. They know it's over, and they don't like that. No, they hate it. They absolutely because hate it. because literally the CDC is pretty much just coming out now and being like, uh, well, you know, just uh, the CDC is coming out and saying we're not even tracking deaths. They weren't tracking deaths with COVID versus deaths from COVID. Yeah, they're just tracking cases. Ninety-five percent of all the deaths from COVID. The last I looked, it could be different now, but I do believe the last I looked, ninety-five percent of the deaths with COVID or from COVID, had four or more co- comorbidities. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four yeah, believe, or more underlying conditions. I believe that was mentioned on Rogan with Dr. Uh, Malone. It was It was mentioned on Rogan. It was mentioned on Shapiro. It was mentioned on Bongino. It was mentioned everywhere that has a shred of decency and truth about them. But when you look at the mainstream media, they're not going to tell you that shit. Well, and it's all that stuff's always labeled as you're spreading dis- uh, dangerous information, dangerous misinformation, and and it, the reason why is because they, they they know it's true, but they don't want to go spreading it around because it's going to increase vaccine hesitancy. Motherfucker, the people that wanted the vaccine have already got it. The yeah. people that didn't want it, they're not gonna get it. No, it doesn't matter what you say to to anybody that doesn't want it. If we don't want it, we're not going to get it. Like, I'm not sitting here like, man, you know, and Billy Bob what? down the road got it. I think I'm going to get the vaccine. No, like, no. Guess what? Billy Bob down the road has already got the vaccine. <laughs> That's my fucking right still got as an it. American. I am free to choose my own fate. If yes. I want to take the risk of dying from COVID, that's my fucking business. Yes. And... <laughs> Even if I do get COVID, the chances of me dying from it as a 30-something-year-old man with no real underlying health conditions other than being overweight, I'm not going to die from COVID. So, the fuck are you people talking about? Now, to go on further with the filibuster thing, right? Because that's like the big thing this week. That's the big thing that's been happening in the Senate is the filibuster talk. Mm -hmm. To really grasp just how corrupt Democrats are and how two-faced they are, you have to understand that they used the fucking filibuster this week to block a piece of legislation that would impose sanctions on any company that does any business with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia. 
but they want to abolish it. So they only want to abolish the filibuster when it suits them. And Republicans are guilty of this too. Make no mistake, Republicans have done the same shit previously. But at the end of the day, when you look at what's going on, Democrats literally are preaching about needing to nuke the filibuster while simultaneously using the filibuster to to block Republican re- legislation to impose sanctions on Nord Stream 2 again. Right? Because one of the first things that Biden did was lift all the sanctions on Nord Stream 2 while shutting down Keystone. You know, we've talked about it before. So, how are you going to sit there and fucking tell me that the filibuster needs to go away while you're using the filibuster. Well, that's what Democrats do, man. Because there was enough support. There were 52 senators who were on board. But because 60 votes is the threshold, can't pass it. So at minimum, two Democrats agreed that we should sanction companies that do business with the Nord Stream 2 Russian pipeline, right? But because Democrats don't want to sanction Russia because they're literally Russian operatives at this point. Not They're not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you, you want to claim that Donald Trump was a Russian operative this whole time, but really all you're doing is enriching Russia. So who's really got, who's really in Russia's back pocket? Is it, Donald Trump? No. Or is it is the it, big man? Is it the big guy? Probably. Is uh, it Hunter Biden? Definitely. It's all bullshit. And to, to really hammer home the hypocrisy, Cody, the third video should be Tom Cotton. Yeah, it's up. So go ahead and full screen it. Welcome, probes. We're on it tonight, dude. Like, we're rolling. Oh, cameraman tried to get us. I ignored him. I had a little grin, but I ignored him. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> we got we got business to talk about tonight. He tried to. That's all you there, cameraman. What's up, Probst? Uh, go ahead and play it. Arkansas. Right now, we are on the precipice of a constitutional crisis. This We're about to step beautiful. into the abyss. I want to talk for a few minutes why we're on that precipice and why we're looking into that abyss. Let me first ask a fundamental question. What is the crisis that calls for the undoing of two centuries of tradition? Are senators merely doing their jobs as legislators, responding to a generalized public calling for the abolition of the filibuster? Clearly not. It is not the American people at large who are demanding detonation of the nuclear option. The nuclear option is being pushed largely by the radioactive rhetoric of a small band of radicals who hold in their hands the political fortunes of the president. Constitutional scholars will tell us that the reason we have these rules in the Senate, unlimited debate, two-thirds to change the rules. The idea that 60 have to close off debate is embodied in the spirit and rule of the Constitution. 
That is what the Constitution is all about. And we all know it. It is the Senate where the Founding Fathers established a repository of checks and balances. It's not like the House of Representatives where the majority leader or the speaker can snap his fingers and get what he wants on important issues the Founding Fathers wanted. And they were correct in my judgment that the slimmest majority should not always govern. The Senate is not a majoritarian body. The bottom line is very simple. The ideologues in the Senate want to turn the Founding Fathers, what the Founding Fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy, into a rubber stamp of dictatorship. They want to make this country into a banana republic, where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? It will be a doomsday for democracy if we do. I, for one, hope and pray that it will not come to this. But I assure my colleagues, at least speaking for this senator, I will do everything I can to prevent the nuclear option from being invoked, not for the sake of myself or my party, but for the sake of this great republic and its traditions. Those are powerful words, but they're not mine. Every word of my speech today was originally spoken by our esteemed colleague, the senior senator from New York, Chuck Schumer. Boom! Headshot! Senator Schumer Bold spoke move, Cotton. so eloquently in defense bold move, Cotton. of the Let's see how it plays rules, out. customs, and traditions when the fortunes of his party are different. <laughs> My, how times have changed. Now it's Senator Schumer's fingers that are hovering over the nuclear button, ready to destroy the Senate for partisan advantage. Think about it. The narrowest majority in Senate history wants to break the Senate rules to control how voters in every state elect senators. Could there be a better argument to preserve the Senate's rules, customs, and traditions? So before it's too late, let us reflect on the wise and eloquent words of Senator Schumer. Words that are as true today as they were when he spoke them, even if Senator Schumer is singing a different tune today. When so it's safe to say that Democrats are not I would because, say not, Cotton. <laughs> as Tom Cotton so eloquently pointed out just now, that's a bad day. Like, they've literally been shown to be corrupt at this point. Like, you can't deny the corruption that exists 
in the Democrat Party. Now, that's not to say that Republicans aren't corrupt, because they are. There's a lot of Republicans out there that are corrupt as shit. And I, I accept that. That's why I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. We are libertarians, right? So, we don't support one side or the other. However, I am more willing to support a Republican than I will ever be willing to support a Democrat. There may be things that I agree with on the Democrat side of the aisle, like crime reform, legalization of marijuana, things of that nature, uh, and, and the right to marry who you want to marry. Like that's that's all fine and dandy, but I'm not giving up my freedom for those things. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about me. It's about the country as a whole. <coughs> the country writ large does not want the filibuster to be abolished. No. The filibuster should not be abolished. The filibuster is there for a reason. Right? That's not the correct video, Cody. And I don't know why. Hold on. All right. I, I'm going to open up another... Uh, YouTube tab and see why that is not the correct. Should we go to the next one down? Hold on. Uh, yeah, actually, it is the next one down. Okay. Um, and again, just to to show how fringe this position is, we're gonna go to the esteemed senator. From Arizona. Now, Cody, we're only going to play the first five minutes of this video because it is a long one, Jeez. and the five, the first five minutes, the the important part, right? right? So, whenever you are ready, I'm good. Go. The senator from Arizona. Thank you. I rise at a challenging, divisive time for our nation. For years, America's politics have spiraled steadily downward into increasingly bitter tribal partisanship, and our democracy has been strained. While that may sound abstract, it is a problem that hurts Americans in real, tangible ways. These deepening divisions hurt our ability to work together to create new job opportunities, protect the health and safety of our communities and country, and to ensure everyday families get ahead. Americans across the country know this. Well, let, they see it every day, not only on social media and cable news, but at their jobs and around their dinner tables. We are divided. It is more likely today that we look at other Americans who have different views and see the other, or even see them as enemies, instead of as fellow countrymen and women who share our core values. It's more common today to demonize someone who thinks differently than us, rather than to seek to understand their views. Our politics reflect and exacerbate these divisions, making it more and more difficult to find lasting, broadly supported solutions to safeguard our freedoms, keep our country safe, and expand opportunity for all our citizens. Oh my god. YouTube ads beat Facebook night. ads every time. Let's face it, Facebook ad costs are going through the roof. So two questions face us as a nation. <laughs> Where does 
this descending spiral of division lead? And how can we stop it? Our country's divisions have now fueled efforts in several states that will make it more difficult for Americans to vote and undermine faith that all Americans should have in our elections and our democracy. These state laws have no place in a nation whose government is formed by free, fair, and open elections. <laughs> we must also acknowledge a painful fact. The state laws we seek to address are symptoms of a larger, more deeply rooted problem facing our democracy. The divisions themselves, which have hardened in recent years and have combined with rampant disinformation to push too many Americans away from our basic constitutional values. Now pause it right there, Cody. In the spring of 2017. So, again, while this speech is important, you need to remember, this is a Democrat, okay? I don't agree with the things that she says up until a certain point, right? So, the division is the issue. It's like when we did the 9-11 special, mm -hmm. right? When we, when we talked about 9-11. I want 9-12. I want that America. Yep. Where we're all Americans. There was no division. There was only America. Right? So, the problem with Kirsten Cinema is that she supports a lot of this legislation. The benefit of a Kirsten Cinema is that she's not willing to nuke the filibuster. Because she wants to use it. Because it is the way our democracy works. Right. And we're not... So, I said it just now, and I honestly, I hate it when people say it, so I apologize. I shouldn't have said it that way either. We're not a democracy. We're a democratic republic. There is a huge difference. Democracies operate by majority rule. True democracy is majority rule. Yep. We are not a true democracy. We are... We are a democratic republic with elected representatives who are supposed to do the will of the people. And I have issues with our, Demo with our democratic and republican elected officials in the sense that 94% of Americans want term limits on Congress. We don't have them. The overwhelming majority of, of Americans don't believe that Congress people should be allowed to trade in stocks. And I'm not talking like ETFs. I'm not talking the, the spy uh, and, and the Dow and stuff like that. I'm talking individual companies. Well, I thought it was they were, they, they, they can be allowed to, but they have to be transparent with their investments. That's the way it currently stands. The problem with that is that they have information we don't have. Right. They have an unfair advantage because of their positions of power. Gotcha. The only reason that they should be trading in stocks is if they're buying large ETFs, like the SPY, where it's a conglomerate of stocks, right? It's a, a hodgepodge of different shares of different stocks where not one stock really impacts it one way or the other too much. 
we need transparency in government. We should know what our tax dollars are being spent on. That's why we've said it before. Single item bills, period. You don't get to pass omnibus packages anymore. No American wants that. I've not spoken to a single American who believes that omnibus packages are the way to pass legislation. I want to know what this bill is about. I want to know what it impacts. I want to know how it impacts me. Where my money's going. And I want to know where my money is going. That's one thing about, uh, what, where is it? One, that country that like everybody's like, oh, well, they, you know, they have freedoms, blah, blah, they, or they, they're, so, they're the happiest country in the world, and their tax rate's like 90%. Yeah, they don't get to eat out. But here, they don't well, get well, here's to do the thing. half the shit that we do well, here, because we have a low tax um, well, rate. Well, I was gonna, the reason I was going to use them as an example, though, is I believe that country, though, also gets given a detailed list of where their money goes. Probably. I don't know. What You can look that up. I don't know, but anyway, we're going to continue with this. She's got about a minute and some change left. 17, after Trump took office, I wrote an opinion piece in the Arizona Republic highlighting my concerns about the strains on our constitutional boundaries and the shrinking respect for our founding constitutional principles. In the years that followed, my colleagues and I in this body were called upon to participate in two separate impeachment trials for crimes against our Constitution. And on January no 6th last year, January I was standing 6th, in this again. very spot, speaking in this very chamber, defending Arizona's fair and valid election against disinformation when violent insurrectionists halted the presidential certification. Threats to American democracy are real. I share the concerns of civil rights advocates and others I've heard from in recent months about these state laws. I strongly support those efforts to contest these laws in court and to invest significant resources into these states to better organize and stop efforts to restrict access at the ballot box. And I strongly support and will continue to vote for legislative responses to address these state laws, including the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act that the Senate is currently considering. I support these bills because they strengthen Americans' access to the ballot box, and they better ensure that Americans' votes are counted fairly. It is through elections that Americans make their voices heard, select their representatives, and guide the future of our countries and our community. These bills help treat the symptoms of the disease, but they do not fully address the disease itself. And while I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. The debate over the Senate 60 vote threshold shines a light on our broader challenges. There's no need for me to restate my long-standing support for the 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. And there's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. It is a view I've held during my years serving in both the U.S. House and the Senate, and it is the view I continue to hold. All right, that's enough. Okay. So, again, she's a Democrat. She has some really shitty views. But 
This is one that I agree with. The 60 volt threshold is there for a reason, and it's a very important reason. It prevents authoritarian policies from being enacted. Okay, because if you have a simple majority and you want to pass a law that says, I get to take 50% of your money, there's no stopping it. You have to rely on senators such as Cinema and Manchin to stop this extreme overreach. Now, I said it earlier in the podcast, I do believe that there are a lot more Democrat senators who do not agree with nuking the filibuster. And they're using Manchin and Cinema as a way to retain their power. So Cameraman has said they're never going to vote to limit their own activities, power, or abilities. Correct. He's right. They're not going to. People have been. He also said people have been saying term limits for decades. Instead, they raise their own pay. That's also true. He said, so chances of this, practically zero. I don't disagree with you, but, and this is an important but, Congress isn't the only way to get what we want. There's this little thing that everybody seems to forget about called a convention of states. It is possible for two-thirds of the American states to ratify amendments to the Constitution bypassing Congress entirely. I'm sorry. Cameraman just in the comments. I know I know he's trying to rile some people up or something. He's trying he's trying I don't know, maybe maybe he hadn't killed somebody in a couple of weeks and he just needs somebody I don't to kill. Know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the fact of the matter is this. There are ways to get what we want out of our government without going through legislative branches, right? We could easily get a grassroots movement together to call a convention of states. I think that just needs to happen anyway. I think it does too. But there's not enough momentum. So that's where it comes to us. Starting a Facebook people. page tomorrow. It comes it comes down to the people of the United States to tell their state governments, look, we're sick of this shit. We want a convention of states. We want term limits. We want a limit on their pay. We want X, Y, and Z. Two-thirds of the states ratify it. Boom. Problem solved. The problem is, is that not enough people are going to sign on for it to get it going. That's just, that's just the simple fact of the matter. Nobody is going to sign on to... <laughs> Add another amendment to the Constitution that limits the amount of terms that a senator or representative can serve. Nobody's going to sign on to get a fair tax. Nobody's going to sign on to ban members of Congress from trading in stocks. No, because that limits them. It's not going to happen. Unfortunately, because... I think that a lot of people forget that we, the people, hold the power. The Constitution, as I said earlier in this podcast, the Constitution tells the government what it can do. It doesn't tell us what we can do. Right? So the power lies with us. 
At the end of the day, we are the ones with the authority in this country. And at the end of the day, if something like January 6th were to happen again, it better be for a fucking better reason than Donald Trump not winning the fucking election. Okay? January 6th happened. It's over with. It's done with. We know why it happened. We know how it happened. The problem is that it was done for the wrong reason. At the end of the day, if we the people are dissatisfied with our government, we have the explicit right granted in the Constitution to overthrow our government. Period. That's how it works. Indubitably. I rest my case. Now, so, so Prope says... The real truth is that nothing will ever change because the people are not paying attention and are easily bought. They take a mile and then uh, when people complain, they give an inch and people forget. But that's the problem, right? And, and that's what he's saying. That's the problem. So people like me, you, Cody, and Propes and Cameraman and all of us that are part of this whole deal, right? We are definitely not the majority. No. By far, so, we are not the majority. It's almost all. like you kind of want to give up because you know it's not going to happen unless we... But if you really think about it, supposedly 3% of the co colonies was all that stood up to the British, supposedly. Yeah. So, all it takes... 3% are started. Okay, yeah, yeah. All it takes is a small movement. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a small movement getting started... And when people realize that they're being lied to and they're being cheated, those those same people that are being sheep right now will join that movement to protect their freedom. Because humans do not take well to being told what to do, right? Most humans. As, as a majority, the human race has an issue with authority it all depends see i thought that i thought that until covid happened i really believe that the majority of the human race has an issue with the powers that be right and that's that's what's so great about america is that we have this this system that nowhere else has where the people hold the power right Issue is the people forgot that they hold it. Precisely. So, in forgetting that we hold the power, we've given up our power. And all it takes is a small little... We called ourselves Embers of Liberty for a reason. Right? Because it's like the, the ember that's ready to ignite the fire. Yeah, because we're trying to reignite the burning passion for your freedoms. Correct. As, as Beth used to say on the, uh, the intro. intro. Before we changed it to our, you know, just Cringing. jumble <laughs> of speeches. So, at the end of the day, you know, obviously the people who watch this show or listen to the show, and honestly, we get more views after the stream than we do during the stream. Just because schedules and whatnot... You know, like Skelly, he works Saturday nights now, so he's not able to watch live. So, Cody. Yep. On the link, in the link 
repository on uh, the court of Discord. Disc. Yep. I put something. And it's the Hunter. famous Bugs Life scene. Oh, good one. I just feel like it's relevant right now. It's a solid one. Did you not have the cord open? No, we reset the PC six times. Oh, that's times. right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. Fair enough. <laughs> you, you don't think it do. I bet I'm going to have to come log in, too. I bet it's not going to just open. <laughs> nope, nope. There it goes. Okay. You think it don't be like that, but it really, really do. It really do. Disgraceful. So. It's taken a while, the, though. You know, so another thing, like I've, I watched the Hunger Games movies over this past week. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's almost like a, a real scenario that could play out given our current state. I mean, you're saying like that we actually give our kids to like fight. No, no, I'm not saying that, but like what happens after the second movie you know where they they basically blow up the games and then Katniss leads the revolution right you know they all come to this one person this one person sparked the movement to reclaim their lives from the government right yes have yes I've seen the whole Hunger Games okay so yeah I mean trying to at the end of the day, that's basically what it comes down to. So, we'll go ahead and we'll let this play. Yeah. There was that ant that stood up to me. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. <laughs> one ant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boys. They're puny. Hmm, puny? Say, let's pretend this brain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, how about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Exactly. That's exactly. I mean, so like when you look at it, that's kind of what happened with the whole January 6th thing, right? Yeah. So. The puny ants stood the up. The puny ants stood up and the government didn't like it very much. Right. The media didn't like it either because. Because the media is the government. It, True. They're, they're a de facto branch of the government at yeah. this point. You know, there there are certain. They're the bootlickers. There are certain media outlets that. Or not? Because think about well, think about this. Uh, they run ads for pre the presidential election, right? Yep. Agents of the state. Couldn't agree more. So, which I really... is why 
Joe Rogan and other members of his, you know, people that he talks to. The intellectual dark web. Right. right. Yeah. Um, That's why they're slow. They're slowly, not slowly. They are rapidly being taken off social media. Well, they can be taken off social media all they want. There was an open letter to Spotify about Joe Rogan actually because of his interview with the doctor. Yeah. Imagine, see, see, and this is why, this is why I know, or I feel like the revolution is not going to happen on a large scale. The revolution will not be televised for sure because it will be televised, but it's not going to look like the revolution. But that's where I'd like to disagree. Because I think that when people... I have this... And maybe it's, you know, ill-founded. But I have this faith in the American people that eventually enough of us will wake up and say, that's enough. We're done. Like, you're not going to tell us, sit down and shut up as, you know, the honorable. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Representative D. Twitch. Did in her famous sit down and shut up, we're in charge speech on the floor. Um, No, you're literally not in charge. That's literally the opposite of what you are. You are. I'm with cameraman. Cameraman says, this is how I see it happening. The cattle cars are going to show up and you're going to get inside. That's honestly how I feel like a lot of it's going to, like, I feel, I feel like there's going to be, okay, so I, <laughs> I've had this mental book that I've been writing for a long time, and eventually it's going to be go on paper. Y'all watch. Like, I'm going to be like a famous author one day, famous author of the revolution. So my idea is how it's going to go down. And you even look, there's even like uh, commercials where people are moving into the cities. Like, uh, was it rent.com? Or what is one of the commercials? Uh, apartments.com? Something like yeah. that. They're like, the future, everybody be living in the city. And it's like, that's kind of an Agenda 21 thing. So that you're kind of, you got, you're on to something there. Yep. You know? And uh, my idea is that most people, yeah, will be living in the city. And everybody out in the wilderness will be considered the rebels because you will be forced. It's kind of like you live in the city or you don't get anything. Uh, and that kind of goes hand in hand with like biblical prophecy, right? Yeah. With the book of revelations. And yeah. Like the, you know, the, the woman goes out into the wilderness, the, and, the mark and all that stuff. Yep. Like, and, and it, it's a possibility, but, you know, to the naysayers out there, I still have that little bit of faith. I don't. Cody, do you? To me, if, in, in, in all reality, I feel like the the American modernized revolution, not to quote a movie, but would be more like, uh, like kind of like Red Dawn. I feel like the vast majority of people are going to fall into the the new norm, so to speak, right. of being with the government. Look like look what they did with COVID. And then, and then there's going to be a few strongholds here or there, which is going to be the revolution. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. That's, yeah, we're just going to be like, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not doing this. Yeah. Screw you. 
we want to do it our way. It's the way America's done it in the past. And they'll just be looked at. I don't. I don't care. They'll just be looked at as the guerrillas to the news media or the rebels. You know, right. insurrectionists, just like January sixth. Whatever they want to decide to call people, and it'll go on for years and years and years and years until either finally enough people do join the ranks to manage to topple it, or they finally wipe out all the guerrillas and it's just over. And, and life and life slowly degrades into you know a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> Your location for Ascendia is not desirable. To be honest, okay, I want to be honest. Actually, it is for crop for it is for crop production. Crop okay. production no, no, it no, would be no, key. No, no, no. You've got points. I just don't like them oh, because okay. I don't want to go sweat my balls off. In fucking Panama or wherever the fuck he wants to do this at. Like, no thank you. Let's just, you know, cut off. I say we take Florida. and Because we can wall off Florida pretty easy. Because it's just right there. Well, yeah. Like, we could wall off Florida. It might take some years to do it, but we could do it. Well, I mean, Joe, don't you know that the sea levels are going to consume Florida in the next ten years? Aqua World, man, or was it River? What is the what is that Water movie? World. Water World. Yeah, we'll just we'll slowly we'll slowly colonize. It'll be all right. I call bullshit. Um. Anyway, so or we can just hope everything gets expedited. And, you know, California leaves on a tsunami today. I do not want. I do not want a border state, though. N- no. No. Um. So we have got a lot more to get to, and we're already. Getting close to. Well, we started yeah. thirty oh. minutes late. So. Uh, like ten minutes late. We've yeah. been going for an hour yeah, and six minutes. Almost ten. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, the show has been flowing really well tonight. Right. So. No man, we're talking about. Li- okay, Chase says don't wall off Florida. I kind of like DeSantis. No, we're going to go live in Florida. Yeah, we're going like, to. And we're creating a wall so nobody can get into Florida. Like you had to be checked to get into Florida. Yeah. You either like, support the cause or get the fuck out. Like we're we're gonna be chilling with DeSantis, not not keeping him out. DeSantis twenty twenty four. That's all I gotta say. Um, if he ran as a independent, I would be. I would totally vote for him if he yeah. if he ran as a libertarian. Now, I do want to cover Fauci versus Paul round eight hundred ninety seven. <laughs> I I don't know how many times I've gotten into it, but it's quite a bit now. Uh, it should be the next video, Cody. He, he gets Don't mad because auto- Paul actually put on his website Fire Fauci. Yeah. At this point, I feel like it's getting petty. It is, but not on the side of Rand Paul. I feel like it's kind of getting petty on both sides. I feel like Rand hey, Paul has Jay. extremely valid points. No, I mean, like, they're attacks on each other. I feel like they're Oh, yeah, for sure. Petty. Go ahead, Cody. Dr. Fauci, the idea that a government official like Hold yourself... Hold on, pause it real quick. Just real quick. You know- Jesus, Joe. <laughs> Why? Is it just me? Yes. Or does it always sound like Rand Paul has like a little tic-tac like sitting right back here and he's like... like, he's got it, like it does. A- <laughs> now, can we please continue? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Laterally, unilaterally to represent science, that any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science <clears throat> itself is quite dangerous. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply well, one hey, position you too, in Peoria, 
chase. Then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies Correct. in his to mind science. using government resources <laughs> to, to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they, or from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down, and not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? No, this is pure gold. The email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath me I, I did to not do that. You responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article in Wired, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there did. you go again. That you was just your do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take you're down people. You're absolutely incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny. You deny. Right. But the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature. Five of them mm -hmm. signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. 17 signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated right. in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature where they were describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, was from the lab? That was not me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, the, you keep distorting did you? the truth. It is, it is stunning you talk, how you, you do that. Did you talk to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely Bullshit. turning it around, as Were most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately mm -hmm. and say, no way this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at 
a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let our me response finish. to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? Do you think it's a great success what's happened right. so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the right. government. And now 800,000 people have died. Right. Do so you think it's a, a winning success what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, <clears throat> if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me like fake. in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC Stop. guidelines. Wear a mask, get boosted, and you've get vaccinated. To make it coarse, take, and take done a look at course, everything that I've said. That it be done by mandate. Right. You've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. So again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, th this happens all the time. You personally Stop. attack me and with Stop absolutely it. not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three I was, prominent I was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish because you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, Were you political in taking down this, right, these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Paul, He's got him against the ropes. Please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators yeah. who would like to ask questions, and I would like him to be able to respond. Please do so. So the last oh, the time we had in. a committee or the time before, he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today, is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life that threats upon my life, harassment of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes. I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference. Because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks on, that maybe I'm killing people. So I'm questioning that, that, that theory there. Because see, in, in conspiracy land, he's, he's also part of this whole, let's take your guns deal, because if we take the guns, then hey, we can implement, you know, vaccine mandates, and we can do all this other stuff. He's, he doesn't say anything for truthful reasons. 
Like, that's just how it is. He doesn't actually say the truth because he's to science. And his only goal is the same as that of the Democrat Party, and that is to control the American populace. Right? So, yeah. Okay, so I've got the news article here. Um, well, it's not the article, it's a video, dang it. I don't want a video. Pro says he never answers questions. He's right. He doesn't he answer ever questions. actually answer He a literally skates around and tries to paint it as a personal attack. No, dude, we're fucking, we want to know. Like. Okay, so he said he was on his way to kill, on his way to White House to kill Biden and Fauci. <laughs> Good luck, bro. <laughs> Fauci ain't at the White House. No, definitely not. Okay. Anyway, I think Okay, we're... so yes, according to the Independent, um, uh, he, when the guy was arrested, he had in his possession an AR-15 rifle, ammunition, and loaded magazines, body armor, medical, and medical kits. Dude was ready. Weird part. Why would you just straight up say that? Why don't you just say I'm I'm he- I'm on a trip to Washington D.C. Why would you say I'm on on a trip to kill Dr. Fauci? False flag. Yeah, this is, this is a little weird. Kind of like that guy at the Capitol that was, you know... You want to know why this saying, didn't really make... we need make... to go into the Capitol. We need to get inside the Capitol. Well, you want to know why this really didn't make big news? Why? He ain't white. Uh-oh. He's Asian. Ruh-roh, Raggy. Okay. That's against the rhetoric. You can't be not white. Yeah, his name AR-15. is... And, and here's the thing. His name is Koshua Brillion Jong. Weird. And he's from California. But yet he had an AR-15 Odd. and multiple magazines. Well, he had to have multiple what? magazines because their magazines only hold 10 rounds. So... It's just... You can't have a gun in California. This story's a little weird to me. But you know, they've got gun laws out there, man. That's not how that works. That just story's just a little weird. Like, I have questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, let's move on from this. Cody, you can close that out. Okay. To the the most important part of this entire show that we're not going to get to spend a whole lot of time on. SCOTUS has stayed <laughs> the OSHA vaccine mandate. Now, in their ruling... They said the Sixth Circuit Court concluded that a stay of the rule was not justified. We disagree. Applicants are likely to succeed on merits of their claim that the Secretary lacked the authority to impose the mandate. Administrative agencies are creatures of statute. They accordingly possess only the authority that Congress has provided. The Secretary has ordered 84 million Americans to either obtain a COVID-19 vaccination or undergo weekly medical testing at their own expense. This is no everyday exercise of federal power. It is instead a significant encroachment into the lives and health of a vast number of employees. We expect Congress to speak clearly when authorizing an agency to exercise powers of vast economic and political significance. There can be little doubt that OSHA's mandate qualifies as an exercise of such authority. The question, then, is whether the Act plainly authorizes the Secretary's mandate. It does not. 
The act empowers the secretary to set workplace safety standards, not broad public health, health measures. <clears throat> Let's see. Skip that. Confirming the point, the act's provisions typically speak to hazards that employees face at work, and no provision of the act addresses public health more generally, which falls outside of OSHA's sphere of expertise. The dissent protests that we are imposing a limit found no place in the government statute. It is the text of the agency's or organic act that repeatedly makes clear that OSHA's that OSHA is charged with regulating occupational hazards and the safety and health of employees. The Solicitor General does not dispute that OSHA is limited to regulating work-related dangers. She instead argues that the risk of contracting COVID-19 qualifies as such a danger. We cannot agree. Although COVID-19 is a risk that occurs in many workplaces, it is not an occupational hazard in most. COVID-19 can and does spread at home, in schools, during sporting events, and everywhere else that people gather. The kind of universal, that kind of universal risk is no different from the day-to-day -day dangers that all face from crime, air pollution, or any number of communicable diseases. Permitting OSHA to regulate the hazards of daily life simply because most Americans have jobs and face those same, those same risks while on the clock would significantly expand OSHA's regulatory authority without clear congressional authorization. The dissent contends that OSHA's mandate is comparable to a fire or sanitation regulation imposed by the agency, but a vaccine mandate is strikingly unlike the workplace regulations that OSHA has typically implemented. A vaccination, after all, cannot be undone at the end of the workday. Contrary to the dissent's contention, imposing a vaccine mandate on 84 million Americans in response to a worldwide pandemic is simply not part of what the agency is built for. Oh, snap! In other words, get fucked! Now, the dissent are just a bunch of pieces of shit who don't believe that you should be allowed to make your own medical decisions. They are completely... Or really, your, probably your own decisions at all. They are completely authoritarian lunatics and members of the left. They have used their appointments to the Supreme Court as a political statement, not a constitutional statement. The purpose of the Supreme Court is to interpret the Constitution as written, not to make laws. You cannot impose a law on people just because you think it ought to be done. That is not the role of the Supreme Court. Right. So. <clears throat> congratulations, the court got it right. Now, they did allow the mandate tied to Medicare and Medicaid funding to go through. Because it technically is within the purview. What is that? And what is that? Medicaid. It requires that hospitals who receive Medicaid and Medicare funding have their employees vaccinated. Well, in a way, because that means you're an agent of the state. Correct. The problem with that is that uh, these vaccines are not stopping the spread of Omicron. <laughs> 
They didn't stop the spread of Delta. They didn't stop the spread of Alpha. Nothing. They've literally done fucking nothing. Our, we got friends and and uh, uh, people we know. Ethan, he was vaccinated. Got Omicron. Well, assume, we're assuming it's Omicron. I would tested, assume he, it's he tested positive. Yeah. Uh, one of Beth's friends. She is probably she is probably sneaking vaccines in the back door to like take extra vaccines, and she's still got it. She just tested positive. Exactly which one you were talking about because of that. You know she's probably she's probably like calling up like black market people like hey like I know we're only approved for the third booster but I want my fourth booster she's now. Probably like y'all got any more of them vaccines? Yeah, Dave like, Chappelle. Like style. I want I want I want to be fermented. Why don't I know immediately who we're talking about? This is terrible. We're it's, all horrible people. Like I want to be fermented. No, I mean it's not terrible. It's that's funny. It's just it's funny. Just and stating, it is just quite funny. Stating uh, observations. <laughs> Is what it is. Uh, Chris Holsey makes a pretty good point. He nah, says we also usually. run into the fact, that, at least here in Alabama, that a private employer can hire or fire an employee for any reason, and that's true. We are a right to work state. Yep. But which I think is BS. So, I don't know. I think it's a win. For freedom, obviously, um, it was a good call. Thoughts? What? What are your thoughts on on the uh, on the strike down? Strike down on the giant middle finger to President Biden. Okay, so did you see anything about the synagogue? In Texas today? Nope. Hostages were taken at a Texas synagogue. I don't know how it played out. There was a SWAT involvement. Um, Obviously, it didn't take too long. It's usually stuff like that even pops up on Facebook. I mean, I saw it on Facebook. I didn't. I haven't even heard nothing about it. Regardless, I don't know anything else about the situation, but we're running out of time. So. Just give us uh, the rundown. Well, I don't don't know the details. We were going to talk about it, but we've. Literally had okay. So, so much here's the same. CNN live updates. I'm just gonna run, you know, yep. do, hit it, hit, hit the highlights. Okay, one one minute ago, uh, this is the 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 latest. Officials will give news conference at 11:15 Eastern Time, so 10:15 our time, following the successful hostage rescue, according to spokesperson. So that I guess the hostages were all rescued. Right. Um, out Good. safe. They're all out safe. All hostages held in the congregation. Beth Israel are out and safe, according to Texas Governor Abbott. In a tweet, no other details on the release are included. Loud bang was heard, followed by a short blast of gunfire in the direction of the synagogue. So we don't know if the guy's dead. At least we, I would we assume don't. That he's I'm assuming dead. he's dead. I mean, took but over. We'll a, find out more. Took over a church yeah, type space in, uh, in Texas. It's never going to go well for you. Yeah, they're going to have a live news deal. So we'll uh, we could tune in. Yeah, we'll Cody pull that up. See if you can find the because well, it'll be live streamed. Um, and while he's doing that, I'm going to go take a leak. Because I have consumed a gratuitous amount of water, <coughs> and I need to pee. I'll be right back. Okay. And then I'm going to just give updates on the Ukraine situation and, yeah, and the tsunami warning. And my child is walking into the room.
Uh, okay, so apparently <laughs> it lasted for eleven hours. Yay! It's, it's over with. Hey, Dan, that's a that's a heck of a holdout. Well, not really, I guess. Compared to you know ones in the past, I guess it's not really. So, um, let's see the latest on Ukraine. Let's see, fourteen hours ago. This is from the Washington Post. Time is running out to stop Russian aggression in Ukraine. So, from what I can tell from the highlights that I've read, Russia is still planning on invading Ukraine. They're going to do something. That's what they're saying. A week of high-level diplomacy in Europe has ended as expected with no indication that the United States and its allies can persuade Russia to cease a military buildup and threats of aggression against Ukraine. If anything, Moscow upped the ante in the form of a hint Thursday from a deputy foreign minister that President Vladimir Putin might try to pressure the Biden administration by sending troops to Cuba and Venezuela. With winter turning Ukraine's flat terrain into a frozen earth fast-track uh, for Russian tanks... The window of opportunity for a diplomatic solution is rapidly closing, if it were ever really open. The Biden administration was wise to try dialogue, if only to make it clear to the whole world how unappeasable Mr. Putin really is. Or, wouldn't you say, Cody, how... How, how can you say this? Um, how bad our president is at probably negotiating and talking to world leaders? It's because he forgets what he's saying five seconds into the negotiation. Precisely. Like, you can't negotiate with somebody if you don't have a teleprompter telling you what to say. On the whole, the Biden team has handled... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> On the whole, the Biden team has handled the atmospherics skillfully... Re I doubt that. Refusing to <laughs> yield on core principles such as Ukraine's sovereignty and NATO's freedom to enroll new members while offering to engage with Moscow on genuine issues such as nuclear and conventional arms control. This entire crisis has been manufactured by <laughs> Mr. Putin as part of his long-range effort to thwart the democratic uh, development and growing Western orientation of Ukraine to restore Russian hegemony over the former Soviet empire. So, what is it with the bots tonight? I don't see a bot. Oh, you will. Oh, is it under probes? Yep. Talking about Creepy Joe? Yep. Am I a little behind here? No? I'm showing live. Yep. Another bot. Yep. Um, so. So, so uh, Russia's, Russia's still playing Russia stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. they're Russia. What, and, do you, uh, what do you fucking expect? It's Russia. The, I don't the Texas church thing's done. Out. Done completely. After eleven hours, yeah, 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 so that's what we were. But they, they, we were just saying they were going to give a, a news conference at fifteen after, talk, I guess, giving details. Uh, it says that something happened at ten fifteen this morning, but I haven't seen anything. No, that was CNN. It's on CNN. Okay, I'll check again. So, uh, and then you got. I don't see how Russia is even able to focus on that, considering in Kazakhstan, uh, the official death toll from Kazakhstan unrest stands at two hundred twenty-five now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so Probst wants to know if we've talked about the DOJ department that focuses on targeting anyone who is anti-authoritarian. Uh, um, let me look that one up. I know that it's happening. Uh, and it's not going to last very long. Not with the... 
the slim majority that they hold. Okay, so that's not the wordage they use, though. So, New York Post. DOJ creating a unit focused on domestic terrorism amid spike in threats. That was January 11th, 2022. So, just a few days ago. Yep. Uh, Department of Justice is creating a specialized domestic terrorism unit. The, the department's top national security official says Tuesday amid a growing threat from violent extremists in America. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson revealed the new Pretty unit. Busy. Very extremely Oh my God, busy. stop. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Revealed the new unit while testifying in front of the Senate Judici- the Judiciary Committee. We have seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist anti-government and anti-authority ideologies, Olson said. Since the spring of 2020, Olson said the number of FBI probes into suspected domestic violent extremists has doubled. The Justice Department already has a counterterrorism section within its National Security Division, which is led by Olson. Now, what they don't tell you is that this probably includes the parents who disagree with critical race theory being taught to their kids. They disagree with the fact that parents ultimately have the authority over their children's education. Right. So that's where Probst is going with this. We know it's an issue. It's been an ongoing thing. He's just trying to solidify his authoritarian nature at this point. And that's all it amounts to. So, yeah, we obviously disagree with it wholeheartedly. Um, now, legitimate domestic terror threats, yeah, you should absolutely be looking into those. But well, they they think they did this under Obama too, like they did, like because uh, there was an increase in like uh, uh, militias and stuff like that under Obama, and so they, it's just. It's the same old song and dance. It really is. It'll go away when a Republican retakes the presidency, which will be in 2024, most likely. Probably. Given the way that the work that the country is headed right now. You know, you saw 7% inflation numbers in December. Like, that's fucking bad. Like, really bad. Yep. And honestly, that's what Americans want to focus on now because we see the impact on our wallets. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't give a shit about fucking January 6th. I don't give a shit about COVID. Fix the fucking problem with inflation. Here's what it is. Cody, are you having any luck with the uh, press conference? Nothing's come up yet. Okay, so we'll just... What is it? It's okay, we'll let that go. We'll let it go. Um, but it's time for Matt Prop's favorite part of the night. Are you ready, Joe? Because it's time for Joe's Conspiracy Corner. Go for it. All right. So, you know what we're talking about again tonight? Simulation theory. Simulation theory. Because we didn't get enough last week. It's deep. You have to admit, it is actually it, pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, it goes really deep. It's a really fun topic. You want to know discuss. what's really weird, though? Like, I'm looking at that 
that little cone thing on top of Bryson's toy there, and it's green, but yet while that green light is flashing, it looks white. It does kind of look white. That is kind of weird. It's odd. That's odd. Simulation confirmed. The light is part of the simulation. Anywho. Okay, so. Serious. Okay, Cody, uh, there's a link in the suppository. It's I said a that on purpose. I said, I said that on purpose. Shut up. Okay, so we're only going to watch. So pretty much my show is just we're going to watch this. And How long is this? Oh, no, we're not going to watch the whole thing. We're just going to watch like the first like five minutes of it. Okay. And that's it. That, that's all okay. for Joe's Conspiracy Corner. But it just kind of gives like the, the rundown of simulation theory so, and kind of... start it over? Yeah, or? start it over. Okay. You're going to have to turn my music off. There's things. Well, that's going to be a problem because I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> Can you not click it again? Well, that started over. Okay. okay. Are you okay. living in a computer simulation? This was the title of the philosopher Nick Bostrom's now iconic paper. Published in 2003, Bostrom's ideas sent shockwaves through the academic world, through popular culture and even religion. His paper suggested that more than a remote and whimsical prospect, there is a serious possibility that we and our entire reality are the simulation of an advanced civilization. Bostrom's paper proved so compelling that in 2016, a New Yorker article reported that many in Silicon yep. Valley had Pause become that. obsessed with the idea, and that two... Uh, first off, I don't know what it is with the fucking bots tonight, or if that's even a bot, but somebody with a profile picture of Adolf Hitler just came in here and has... Name is KKK, KKK, Clan Kill. Nope, we're not even gonna say it because I don't want to be on camera saying yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, first people off, can snip that. Fuck you! Don't come on this podcast and put that bullshit on here ever again. You've already been putting time out. Your messages are removed. We don't do that here. We're not racists, and we're not gonna be fucking called racists or bow to your little fucking hate speech bullshit that's true hate speech you can go fuck yourself continue with the video okay it's the simulation simulation is getting mad because we're, we're, we're exposing the simulations had secretly employed teams of scientists to attempt to break out of the simulation technology magnate elon musk has also been public about his personal fascination <laughs> with this idea, including his conviction that the probability that we are living in base reality is one in billions. So why have prominent individuals, scientists and philosophers taken seriously the seemingly bizarre possibility? Is it true? And what might it mean? With the use of ever more powerful and sophisticated computers, over the last 50 years, humans have created ever more realistic virtual worlds. You have to admit, that's as far as anyone game. can presently tell, yes. there is nothing which stands in the way of these simulated realities continuing to improve forever. Many now foresee a time when these virtual worlds will become so realistic that unless we had direct knowledge, it may be impossible for us to tell the difference 
between virtual worlds and base reality. This raises the unsettling question, how do we know that we don't already live in a simulation? Could this have already happened? Could we be living in what Bostrom calls an ancestor simulation? A, different theory. a creation of those an advanced civilization designed for the purposes of studying its own past. In truth, advanced civilizations may have countless reasons to run such simulations and would likely create astronomical numbers of them. It would therefore seem to follow that of all of the beings in existence, an overwhelming majority of them would be inhabiting simulations. The likelihood then that we occupy base reality would therefore appear very small indeed. The Simulation Argument In his paper, Bostrom lays out three propositions of which he argues at least one must be true. Proposition one is that all technological civilizations collapse or go extinct prior to reaching technological maturity. Proposition two is that civilizations can reach technological maturity, but for some reason they never create the kind of simulations which could resemble our world. If we reject either of these two propositions, Bostrom argues that we must accept his third, final proposition, that we are almost certainly living in a simulation. We will explore this striking possibility as well as its far-reaching implications, but to get a better sense of its likelihood, we'll first take a closer look at the other two propositions. Proposition 1, the Great Filter. The first proposition is that civilizations can never acquire technological maturity and so never get a chance to create ancestor simulations. Initially, this suggestion seems unlikely. After all, we live in a universe of hundreds of billions of galaxies and countless trillions of star systems, any one of which could be home to a burgeoning technological civilization. What then could prevent any and all civilizations from advancing to this level of technological maturity? At the outset, the idea that any and all civilizations fail to achieve technological maturity seems grossly pessimistic. So why entertain this possibility? One proposed answer is that there simply are no other intelligent civilizations in the universe. Proponents of this view draw from the mysterious observation known as the Fermi Paradox, that the universe around us seems oddly silent our universe has been habitable for life long before our solar system even formed. It would seem that more than enough time has elapsed in the universe for advanced intelligent civilizations to become an obvious presence in our galaxy. And yet we see no signs of burgeoning type 3 civilizations or their galactic megastructures, the evidence of which, presumably, would be blazoned across our skies. That's what I was telling you earlier. So what explains this eerie silence? One proposed answer is that there are evolutionary stages between inert matter and advanced intelligent life that are so astronomically rare that they prevent all or nearly all life from ascending beyond it. Such stages have been called great filters. 
So you want to know where to invest a thousand dollars right now? Well, forget about stocks. You, we can real go ahead and stop it right there. Cryptocurrency. So they believe like like the great filter for us could possibly have been the discovery of the atom bomb, and that eventually we'll wipe end up wiping ourselves out with the atom bomb before we can reach a, a maturity to where we could create simulations. And that's the that's what they believe is the case for if there are other intelligent you know, civilizations throughout the universe is what probably what's happening to them is they're, they're finding, they're finding, you know, ways of basically destroying each other and they're just end up destroying themselves and they're called the great filter. Well, there's that, then there's the possibility that these other advanced civilizations just don't care about exploring the universe. There's that, you know, but who's to say that all other species that were intelligent enough to have space travel would want to leave their home planet and explore the stars. Perhaps these civilizations just don't care. Perhaps they've already been here. Now we, or, or there's that too. We, on the other hand, are a species that constantly explores, right? So maybe the drive to explore is just not there for other intelligent maybe. races. It's a possibility. I mean, not to take over your corner or tangent or, or this or that, but to go more in-depth on what I said. Like, we're a relatively young species. Yeah, I'd Correct. agree. Yeah, the, we are. I mean, the planet itself is relatively young, Right. So, who's to say that even though we've made leaps and bounds of technology and travel and this and that, who's to say that, you know, before we were able to do anything other than whop our own ass, they didn't come here and go, "Mm, yeah, nope, I'm out. But see, that goes, but see, that takes us into a whole nother rabbit hole of, I personally do not think that we evolved from like a primate type situation. No, neither do I. Because think about <laughs> this, like I fi- uh, you know, just like these sim- these uh survival games that we play where you start out just basically with nothing. Sure. You have to go like find a rock and like chisel out junk. Just you it just you that in itself like using a rock to do things requires already so much we don't look at it as an intelligence because we are more right. quote-unquote advanced. But just the idea of using a rock, say, to smash an animal and kill it, to eat it, already, you have, like, where'd you learn that? See what I'm saying? It's, it, the thing is, is that we'll never know because the past is the past and we can't visit that. I'm just saying, like, in every but, every corner of the earth goes through, you know, pretty harsh weather. That ties into simulation theory. Because since we can't visit the past, that's the argument as to why we would run an ancestor simulation. So that way we would see so what the past would be like. So that we could see how we behaved as a younger species. Which gives credence to the fact that we didn't. It's like evolve. I was getting a theory, and then I was like, "Hold on." That gives credence to the fact, to your point, that maybe we didn't evolve from anything because we're an ancestor simulation. 
but if we're an ancestor simulation, that would simulate reality. So that means reality wouldn't have uh, evolved either. That's not necessarily true because no, because then it's not a simulation. But if they're only concerned with how we came to be, their simulation I may have started after a certain would point. Have started at a certain point. Right? Then what's the point in the simulation? In my opinion, to see how we behaved. Now the other filters for for Bostrom's theory are that. They're just not interested in ancestor simulations, which would put us in the base reality. So or, Matt Probe says, but there are animals that you use tools. Exactly, but where did they learn that from? Like, what cognitive trigger? It was just like the ape, the monkey was just like, hey, I'm going to use this freaking stick to get the cockroaches out of this thing and eat them. Like, the monkey didn't just wake up and be like, you know what? Who knows? It, it was it, it, it's programmed. Now, you know, as a, from ago, a religious standpoint, see, did, it's pre-programmed. I did see an argument or an article um, a couple of years ago that said that uh, like chimpanzees are going through a stone age. The what? A stone age. The chimpanzees. Yes, where they're using rocks to do things. I mean, they've been doing that for as long as we've been able yeah, to. Yeah, but they're getting more advanced with it. Yeah, the ones that we're, like, you know, interacting with. From what I understood, this was in the wild. Hmm. That's interesting. So, it's it's a thing that... The, the fact of the matter is, is that we're never going to know. Because, I mean, even something like, you know, we view it as a simple piece of technology, like a bow and arrow. Yeah. That is ridiculously advanced technology, if you really think about it, for, like, somebody that just, like, wakes up one day and they're naked in the middle of the woods. Yeah. So. I don't know, dude. I just don't know. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, this is one of them rabbit holes that's just, like, this is going to be the reason why I stay awake at night. I don't know. I'm, like, stare up at the ceiling. It's a really interesting conspiracy theory. I foresee about three weeks of me and Joe going back and forth at 2 o'clock in the morning on Discord trying to figure out who is is saying and who is insane. If you want to get into philosophical stuff, like, there's, you know, you take out, I mean, and I'm not talking about just the Bible. You talk about, like, you know, Norse mythology. You go back far enough, like, even Book of Enoch that was taken out of the Bible, I mean, it talks about, like, not earthly beings yeah teaching people stuff so who knows man it's it's a super interesting theory but i think that we can safely wrap up this week's edition of but would you agree though that this is a this is a conspiracy theory well bro wait. i've been into simulation theory way longer than you but this is something though that like scratches your noggin like like there's bigfoot and ufos and you're like yeah yeah whatever but simulation theory is kind of like 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 this okay i'm gonna give me some glass like real whoa bro whoa. yeah um there was something that i was going to suggest for next week's joe's conspiracy corner i'm listening but i can't remember what it was now it'll come to me in a few minutes i'm sure do you remember what it had to do kinda with like my video oh Ancient uh, lost civilizations. Oh, and the younger Dryas impact. Uh, wait, hold on. I need. I need to like take a note. So younger civil. So what do you mean? 
What, did you, uh, what was young, it? The Younger Dryas Impact Theory. Younger Dryas. Like how you spell Dryas? D-R-Y-A-S. Impact. Like, we're talking like... Okay, Atlantis yeah, the, yeah younger dryas impact hypothesis. I'm just, I'm not going into it. Just, we'll give a preview. Uh, see, it possesses that fragments of a large, more than four kilometers in diameter, disintegrated asteroid or comet struck North America, South America, Europe, and Western Asia around, I'm going to say 13,000 years ago, just for a round number, coinciding with the beginning of the younger dryas cooling event, multiple meteor. Airburst and or impacts are claimed to have produced the Younger Dryas boundary layer, depositing peak concentrations of platinum, high-temperature spherules, melt glass, and nano-diamonds forming an isochronous datum at more than 50 sites across about 50 million kilometers squared. Or Q, whatever. 50 Earth, million square kilometers, yes. Yeah, of Earth's surface. Some scientists have proposed that this event triggered extensive biomass burning, a brief impact winter, and the Younger Dryas abrupt climate change uh, contributed to extinctions of late uh, Plasticine megafauna. Plasticine. Plasticine megafauna and resulted in the end of the Clovis culture. The view is a minority, with the prevailing view being that the Younger Dryas was generated by an influx of glacial meltwater in the North Atlantic. I've got stuff for you. And that is the preview for next week's Joe's Conspiracy Corner. Okay, so. My tailbone is killing me. I'm not going to lie. I really don't have anything for Justin's Financial Corner this week. Because most of the stuff that I would have talked about, I talked about earlier in the show. So, there's that. But, Cody. What's up? Do you have the funnies? I have one funny because I had two or three. And completely forgot what the hell we were talking about before the podcast started. Napster! I have, that's the only one I have. Okay, perfect. That's it. Like, I don't remember it's, any of the other that one shit. one itself is, is fairly it's, lengthy. It's, well, it was lengthy. it's not bad. I mean, we can always play the Plant Man video. We got that on backup just Plant in case. Man. Anyway, we'll just go with uh, the Napster. And uh, let me know when... Well, I can see when you got it full screen, so... And here is your Embers of Liberty Weekly Funny. And it's an old one. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie.
Like, good afternoon. My name is, you know, like, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I've worked for years to get where I am today. Years and years of playing clubs and recording demo tapes. Me and my buddy, like, James Hetfield here, have shed blood, sweat, and motherfucking beer to get where we are today. Beer. Good. And now we're fucking wealthy beyond, you know, like, belief. I mean, the other day it was, like, obvious to me how much money we have because our bases, you know, like, motherfucking Jason Newstead bought his very first gold-plated Ferrari. And the fucking thing came with, you know, like, a crew of naked Filipino sex slaves and this Mexican houseboy, all free, just because he's from Metallica, you know? That's fucking rich, man. So where was I? Oh, yeah. All you post-pubescent boys would have bought, like, our albums and our T-shirts and our concert videos and... and, and, and T-shirts. Good. Yeah, T-shirts. You loyal fans who, like, bang your heads at our concerts and pay, like, $200 for a ticket, $20 for, like, a CD, like, $50 for a Metallica T-shirt, and, like, $100 for a genuine Metallica cock ring. You're all fucking awesome. And we'll never forget you. You fucking made us rich. You fucking made us popular. You got us under the cover of, you know, like, Kerrang! magazine. I worship you. You, the Metallica fan. Beer. Good. Unless you downloaded until it sleeps from Napster. Then you're going to motherfucking jail. You're motherfucking me. You'll be some fat, greasy, tattooed bastard's buttery cornhole. Who do you think you are? I mean, just, you know, because you, like, made us rich, you think you can get free stuff? Songs that we spent upwards of, you know, like, 24 to 48 hours writing and recording? I mean, James blew up for you. He ignited into a fiery inferno for you people. Fire bad! Fire bad! Our team of lawyers and researchers have your names, and we're going to you down like the table scrap pilfering grab asses you are. Grab asses bad! So to conclude, rock on, Metallica fans. We'll see you on tour this summer. And you Napster users, we'll see you in jail getting gang raped. Money good! Napster bad! I don't, I don't remember that going that way either. Welcome to Joe's Conspiracy Corner, where this week we're talking about the Mandela Effect. <laughs> that's not. That's that's not how that went. I'm that's not a real thing. Positive that he says in that video from the one that I remember. Napster bad beer good. No, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like I remember that. I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's been so long. I can't. I remember that distinctly. Probst says he really loves the cat wearing the temple hat. As do we. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, Beth <laughs> made that picture. So, anyway. Um, so, do we want to end on that? Do we want to end on Plant Man, or do we want to give relief to people that may have unfortunately saw that Zaxby's commercial and need like real life sustenance as to what that's supposed to be? Yes. Wait, what? Okay, so you watched the the. Did uh, you watch the national championship? I did, but I missed that commercial. So there was, was a commercial. There was a ah. Zaxby's commercial. Oh, I'll pull the Zaxby's commercial up. Yeah, and then and then we'll play. go into the actual. But you need to videos. do the, the first guy on the buffalo. That's the yep. best one. I got you. I got you, man. Guy on a buffalo, really? Hold We're on. Going guy on a buffalo. Yeah. No, that's the commercial. Zaxby's ripped it off and did a terrible freaking job of it. I'm serious. I'm so glad I missed this. Oh yeah, like like people that were fans of this video. All right, so are not happy. Mainly me and Cody. <laughs> Sorry guys, I freaking can't come ass, to lunch. Man. I blew all my money. All right, so this Remember is Ghana Buffalo. Yeah.
This okay. is Zaxby's so ruin of this. One day the guy on the buffalo wing was riding around in a forest. Smell to smell. He's thinking, where's that smell coming from? Feels like maybe over there. So he moseyed on over, pulled back on the reins. That's how you stop a buffalo wing. And he hopped on off and he looked in the bush and he saw the warm golden glow of a buffalo garlic glaze meal from Zaxby's. Oh, I'm going to take this with me to go. <laughs> it's great. Wouldn't it be good with some range? Go! Enough, I'll just let him go. I'll see you, little fella. And then he found a hedgehog jammed down in a log and pulled him out, and they became best friends. They went back to the buffalo wing to snack down those Xbies, but the food was gone. That stinking fox stole our meal. Oh, but you know what? I got I got an idea, says the hedgehog. I got something stashed in an old stump. Ooh, oh, it's a buffalo garlic glazed meal. That's what I was just eating. It's tantalizing. Let's sit down and eat it. Mm, that's pretty good. Guy on a buffalo wing. Well, if it isn't the chicken wing thief. Sorry, man. I'm a fox. It's kind of my thing. Truce? Ah, come here, man. We're cool. Oh, it's a guy. All right. So that, unfortunately. <laughs> Are you pissed now? Is what a lot of people had to see. Are you pissed now? I, yeah, I was pissed when he rolled out on a buffalo wing. <laughs> this yeah. end of this, thing, he's like, I don't quite remember that going the way it's that going like that. And it's actually the guy from the, the actual original video. Yeah. I'm assuming. So, Stephen Pro says, "What the what WTF was that?" Okay, so Cody, please yep. cleanse our ears. Yep. I got, I got him. This is the real guy on the buffalo. Entertaining and One day the guy on the buffalo was cruising around through the plains, seen a bear. And he thought to himself, oh man, I gotta get away from the bear. Hope he don't chase, oh no, he's gonna chase me. Oh no, I better just turn around and chase him back. Guess what? I'm on a buffalo.
classic. So Freaky much better. Classic. Gow so, to Buffalo. So Zaxby's ruined <laughs> Gow on yeah, Buffalo. They really I did. feel like we should boycott Zaxby's now. <coughs> and they took away original sauce, which anyway. is kind of terrible. Uh, well, you okay with there? You got the Rona? No, I don't have the Rona. I just Rona's tickle in my throat. Well, guys, I feel like it was a pretty productive show. Yeah. I feel like it was a good night. It's good. It's and, good. Uh, good. I'm Justin. I'm Joe. I'm Cody. Tally ho, lads. <laughs>